Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, Chris, let's toast episode nine, the season finale. Eight. Is it? It's definitely episode eight. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No one says, mm, okay, and actually agrees with someone. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't see right now. I mean, ironically, the people listening to this podcast right now are in a better position than you or me to tell whether it's episode eight or nine, because they can look down at their iPod and see that it says episode nine yeah all right you and i we're in the midst of it right now so we don't know what the episode number is you mean you're not looking at the show notes that i emailed around that say hacks eight i didn't know we had show notes anyway cheers Welcome to episode 10, the season finale of Richie Firth Travel Hacker. I'm Richie Firth and I hack travel. And what a season it has been. Chris, I've really enjoyed it. Rich, I've loved your company. I've loved pretty much every mode of transport that you have taken us on in our imaginations this season with the one exception of the hot air balloon which <laughs> is going to traumatise me for years to come <laughs> Has anyone heard from Josh Gondelman yet? Uh, no, he was last heard screaming off into the distance somewhere <laughs> yeah. off the coast of Croatia <laughs> Oh dear It's been Sorry, fun John. and hopefully season three which won't be far around the corner will actually be out hacking in person uh, gayfully skipping down the page hand in hand christopher as we hack travel but as our fantasy episode ends let's find out what's coming up in tonight's season finale i think that was a cock what looks up ourselves hi guys it's jemima from the travel hacker podcast the true star i told you you couldn't buy dildos there you prick Why on earth did you just make chicken noises in that second clip? I didn't hear any chicken, officer. All right, what does a chicken sound like? 
And you don't think that's what that just sounded like? No. I think that was a cock. I've got a horrible feeling that the first clip's going to be, that was a cock. (laughs) 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 And you're going to take them so out of context and order. I can't believe how paranoid you are as a man. Like, all I've ever done, and I don't just include Travel Hacker here, (laughs) all I've ever done is make you look better. Like, (laughs) I was actually once paid a salary to do that. I have (laughs) always, I have always had your back. I speak directly to you. (laughs) Or at me. How do you sleep at night? (laughs) Really well, actually. What a morose, immoral buffoon you are. What I really love is that we don't have to be sat at a bus stop in some random town at the end of a season for you to decide you've had enough and that you're just going to have a go at me. It's interesting that you speak about being sat at a bus stop because the last time we were sat at a bus stop, you spilled Rubicon into my hands, okay, which remain infected to this day, right? I am on all sorts of creams, steroids, antibiotics, and, and I put it to you that it was you spilling mango Rubicon into my crotch on Christmas Eve as we tried to hack our way from where to central London and our relationship has soured since then I mean out of context that's one of the sexiest things you've ever said (laughs) I don't think I've seen you since you spilt mango Rubicon into my crotch (laughs) only on a webcam <laughs> oh, Leslie Grantham. No more ASMR, Rich. Oh, Leslie. <laughs> right, let's hack. Oh, God. Okay, Rich, here we go. Dear travel hackers, um, I'd rather that was kept singular. I don't hack travel, that's Rich's job. Thank you. Um, I am a student nurse with a passion for travel and little money. I recently did the coast-to-coast walk, which is, we may have discussed this earlier in the season, something I'm very obsessed with, which is an impressive 182 miles. More, she says, if you count the sneaking off to do a wee. With that in mind, and assuming there are no travel restrictions, what are the most countries I could visit by walking 182 miles? You can assume I start at the border on one of the countries it is a fantasy after all and not my only fantasy involving you two. Oh, hello that just picked up <laughs> yours in travel bella um, well bella I, well bella um i think there needs to be uh, another episode this is no longer the finale <laughs> <laughs> this is a great question i love this question um we've got 182 miles to play with um And it's all about the amount of countries that Bella can travel between in those 182 miles. Chris, I think the most fun way to play this right now is for you and I to show our hands Mm -hmm. um, and say how many countries you reckon can be done. Do you remember Name That Tune? Remember yes. name that tune, all yeah. right? And they used to go, "Oh, I name that tune in a certain number of notes." All right. So, Chris, how many countries could you visit in 182 miles? Five. I also can visit five countries. 
Can I, as a little disclaimer here, I have two fives, but one of them really does involve, if she's going to do this by foot power, involves her being, I mean, pretty impressively fit. <laughs> I have one five, and I you don't believe this would take much fitness. Go for it, Rich. Lead. So, Bella, you would start off not on the border of any country whatsoever. You are starting in the southern German town of Friedrichshafen, okay? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Just, just your pronunciation is beautiful. Better than some of yours. Better than some of yours from Mission Viejo in the last episode. <laughs> I, I, I've been dealing with calls from Spanish language speakers all week praising me on that. <laughs> so, Frederick Schaffen is where we're starting off. If you don't know your Frederick Schaffens from your uh, Frederick Lundbergs, Frederick Schaffen is southwest of Munich in the Black Forest region of Germany. And that is the start point for Bella on her walk. She is walking south of Frederick Schaffen, uh, where she will walk into the beautiful country of Austria uh, and uh, walk towards the border town of Feldkirk. Um, she <laughs> Feldkirk. Sure. She will then cross the border from Feldkirk to Rugel in Liechtenstein. She will then walk ah. south of Liechtenstein to the Swiss border town of Books. She will then walk south into her fifth country, the province of Sondorio in Italy. She's walking to Tirana. Now, that journey from Germany into Austria, into Liechtenstein, into Switzerland, into Italy, five countries... That is 155 miles. Yes, Bella, you still have nigh on 30 miles spare. Five countries, boom, bang, a bang. Wow. Richie, that, that's brilliant. And, and I was nowhere, like, I, I hadn't even considered it. Genuinely great hack. I would hazard a guess that it's quite hilly. Oh, yes. There's some alpine regions very, very much so in that particular hack. But every we're not talking as the crow flies here. We're not, not even talking as Chris Bonington hikes. Uh, we are talking very recognised bog-standard roads through all those places I mentioned. I'm pretty sure I've named you five towns in those five countries that would all have dominoes. We're not talking some back arse of nowhere place. Dominoes being, of course, the standard uh, measurement for uh, somewhere being a real town. Exactly. One of my uh, fives also is in Germany, or has right. Germany as one of the five, but it's a totally different part of Germany. Okay. Rich, my route would start on the small French uh, town of, again, pronunciation issue coming up here, <laughs> Bas Rentgen, or Rengen, Bas Rengen. Uh, how do we spell that? Because I'm looking it up as you do it. B A S S E hyphen R E N T G E N B A S E space R E N T G E N. All right. Oh yeah, Bass Rent Gen. There you go, go. Bass Rent Gen. Uh, it <laughs> yeah. sounds, that sounds like an early eighties uh, new wave band that you would um, have been into. I would love them. Um, you would do the short walk north into Luxembourg. 
Mm-hmm. You're ah, then... right. You're you're choosing Luxembourg. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. You walk straight, basically through all of Luxembourg. Okay. Into Oudler, which is in that. O-U-D-L-E-R. Oh, yeah. Oudler in Belgium. In Belgium. You're now three countries in. You keep walking north, and then you get to a really interesting part of the world mm-hmm. where Belgium shares a border with Germany, but it's a really mixed-up, mashed-up border to the extent that some mm. towns have some streets in one country, some towns have one street in another... And so wow. let's pick, for example, the town of Monchau, M-O-N-S-C-H-A-U. Yep, Monchau Which is in Germany. in Germany. Yep. And then you continue the short walk, another 30 or 40 kilometres north to the town of Vals, V-A-A-L-S, which is in the Netherlands. Yes. 197 kilometres, so that's about 130 miles. So it's a shorter distance. It's 108 distance. miles. Oh, there you go, 108 miles, five countries. Wow. Isn't that fascinating that we've both chosen two European routes with five countries, but they are so far apart. Yeah. You can't even get down to mine. That's no, amazing. Nowhere near. That is amazing. Do you know what, Bella? What an honour. In all episodes of this particular uh, season of Richie Firth Travel Hacker, I think that is the best hack we've done because we've hacked it twice over. Well, Richie, there is the possible third hack that I have here. Of course. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I am going to be the first to accept there are no roads where we are going now. (laughs) All right, Doc Brown. (laughs) It is... Uh, a five-country journey yep. that involves Afghanistan. No thanks. Check it out. Tajikistan, <laughs> Pakistan, yep. India, and China. Yep. This sounds like the kind of five-country shuffle that is being done by some of the less salubrious members of society in between caves as they plot things. That is not a journey that I fancy taking. Thank you very much. Are you sure you're not interested in the Wakan Corridor Nature Refuge? (laughs) Pretty certain of it. They ain't even got roads. Just bumping around in uh, uh, Toyota pickup trucks. No, 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 no. All I'm saying, back to Take me back to uh, Luxembourg. 100 kilometres, five countries, five amazing countries... No roads. I'm back in Bass Rent, Jen, thanks. You know, Rich, of course, you could do three countries just by staying in the UK. Really? Uh, uh, just outside Chester on the Welsh border to Gretna mm-hmm. Green, Scotland, via England, is three countries that you can do in 160 miles. Well, I never. Which isn't as good as any of the five that we No, no, it, it's shit, but for, for, <laughs> for, the lazy, for the lazy ones amongst us. Bella, what a hack. What looks up ourselves? That's a proctologist. Maybe you are a proctologist from Bass Rent Gen, or maybe <laughs> you are from the Mont Show solicitors in Germany. Here's an opportunity for you. It's an advert. <laughs> Christopher, one hack down. Here's another. Okay, Richie, this is from Rob. And it goes uh, quite alarmingly. Hi, Richie and Chris. I need help. Hello, Rob. Let's help you. 
We are the fourth emergency service. <laughs> Not even top ten. I moved to Melbourne, Australia last August in a move of a lifetime with plans to live and explore this amazing country. Then, sadly, COVID happened. Mm. As Melbourne has been one of the most affected cities in all Australia, we are currently stuck in months of lockdown and none of the other states will even let us in. Please, can you hack a car trip around the state of Victoria, taking in all the sights and amazing coastal scenery? And it's put in brackets, not just G-O-R. I don't know what... It's the Great Ocean Road, I believe. Right, Okay. Oh, I've been on that. Uh, For me... (laughs) for me and my wife to take once we're allowed out of our house p.s and this shows that rob really knows what he's talking about no hot air balloons please (laughs) okay all right well um victoria famous for melbourne um and to be quite frank not much else um (laughs) No, I, 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 I had a look. Look, I'd love to visit Australia. Um, much like yourself, Chris, I would imagine. I'd love to go over there and enjoy some cricket. Uh, it would be a fantastic place to to visit. The MCG, Melbourne. What a sporting mecca to go to! I've done the Boxing Day test, Rich. I haven't done the Boxing Day test. I really want to do the Boxing Day test. That is a uh, that is a life goal. Uh, then you got the tennis there as well. You got mm-hmm. the uh, the Formula One in uh, Albert Park, I believe. So it's fantastic. But go outside of the uh, district of Melbourne. What else is there? It's an absolutely huge state, but there ain't much else in it. I have plotted a route um, that goes right around the edge of the state of Victoria, and the the distance that Rob and his wife would travel is eye-watering um but the locations that you go to quite what you find there hopefully a dominoes but other than that (laughs) i really don't know i can give you a route chris but i couldn't tell you what you're gonna see i think this will be a massive letdown right well that's not the biggest forward sell um (laughs) well (laughs) let me tell you what you'd do all right you'd leave melbourne and you would head in my route you'd head due east to the furthest easterly point uh of victoria which is a place called malakuta which i've uh, been to (laughs) what i've been to what's there what's there it, it is a um rich i i shit you not it's this really isolated village Mm-hmm. Where it's like got like one golf course, a pub, and um, and a campsite, which me and Laura, uh, my wife, stayed on when we were driving through Australia, and we it was very windy, beautiful beaches, and we went for a quick walk on the golf course and got chased off by some of the m- biggest fucking kangaroos you've ever seen, wow. like genuinely massively scary weird things, and um, we the only company we had the whole time was a kookaburra who we called Obi, mm-hmm. and um, so we just drank lots of wine, and that's all I can tell you about the entire place. But, you know, in, in, Richie, genuinely scenic starting point. Uh, well, it's actually the second point, because you're going to start in Melbourne on my trip. It's, it's, it sounds like it's scenic, but like I said, there's not much to go on. Not much going on there, is there, really? So you leave Malakuta, uh, and then on my route, you double back on yourself, and you end up going northwest to a place called Wodongo, um, near the rural city of Wangaratta. Uh, then you head, you kind of skirt along the northerly border, going up to some place called Echuca, Gunblower, 
and right up to uh, north west Victoria, Mildura. Then you head south through Patchwallock and head right down to the south coast to Portland, back along the coast uh, towards Apollo Bay and then into Melbourne. I mean, I've listed all these places. You'd never have heard of them. And there's nothing there. Yours is just an exercise in boundary watching, effectively. You're a, you're being border guard. That's your your role in this. It is very much so. And I should, at this point, it'd be remiss of me to not tell you the mileage that you've just clocked up. 1,611 miles wow. is the journey that it's just taken. Take you 31 hours non-stop if you weren't to stop, which is the essence of a non-stop journey, <laughs> um, to drive the route. I've just, I mean, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. So, look, Rob, I speak to you, right? First of all, you chose to go over there. Yes, you couldn't foresee COVID ca- happening, but you, you're mithering on saying the other states aren't going to let you in. You've got a pretty big area still to explore, my friend, bigger than the country that you left. Rich, I think your your point is really valid. And like with the greatest respect to Melbourne, like as someone who has driven through, you know, fairly significant parts of it, you know, it, it is one of the attractions of it is that it's kind of big and empty and there's actually you know it's like if you like the countryside then it's great and then you've got this beautiful urban metropolis in melbourne which is like a great fun city the the only thing i would add to what you said rich is there's just some fairly decent place names as an opportunity for like a little photograph so who doesn't want to be photographed oh, hang on, next? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is the third week running where <laughs> you are going to give us material that sounds like it's from your um, Dangleberries and Knob Jockeys book that you yep. keep on plugging. Go on then, no. list off some childish playground names. Genuinely, this case, I, I mean, un- unless you think the name Donald is, is fruity... Um, uh, no there's going to be something rude coming up don't tell me you've just found a load of places called Donald there's a a, a big place called Big Desert a small place called Little Desert yep Uh, there's Rainbow right Uh, um, there's Bendigo but I think you've already been there I've gone through Bendigo yep Nowhere Creek (laughs) Amphitheatre and Cock Gobbler there you go you uh, so there we go. Uh, there, Rob. Don't know whether that's answered you. I think, well, it has. It has answered you, um, but not maybe in the way that you want. So, um, <laughs> hey, look, that is the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, sorry you moved there, Rob. Anyway, you might be a proctologist in Malakuta. <laughs> if you are, here's an opportunity. It's an advert. Hello, Hi, mate. Are you, you looking, looking for your ass seen too? Bums. Trouble hands. We'll be back. I'll fix bums. Bums. Right, it's time for a celebrity hack. Punish yourself. Rich. I think I've got the biggest start of the whole season. Uh, Joe Biden. Bigger. Tom Cruise. Bigger. Virat Kohli. Bigger. Hillary Clinton. Bigger. Oprah Winfrey. Bigger. Maureen Lippmann. Okay, not as big as Maureen Lippmann, but bigger than the rest. Uh, Are you ready? Yes. 
Hi guys, it's Jemima from the Travel Hacker Podcast, <laughs> the True Star and viral TikTok sensation. Oh, How yeah. are you guys doing? It's so great to be with you. I'm so sorry I couldn't be with you in person tonight, but you know, TikTok calls, but you can follow my journey at Jemima.Rathbone on TikTok. Now, I have a question for you guys. Richie and Chris, imagine, if you will, that you're trying to get on the London Underground but have forgotten your mask. You need to travel the length of the Victoria Line from Walthamstow Central to Brixton. How would you do it and which is faster? Either on bike or car. On a bike or by a car. In a car. On a car. In a car. Which is faster? The voice of my nemesis of season one, who uh, I see has gone on to uh, bigger worlds uh, in the worlds of... Uh, she's not the intern anymore, She's Rich. not the intern anymore, is she? No. 1.3 million views on TikTok and counting. Yeah, almost as many downloads as this podcast has got Jemima. Yeah, let's go with that. Yep. <laughs> um, remotely pleasant to hear her voice. Um, was a thrill. <laughs> uh, but a good hack i mm. like that i like that a lot uh taking a london underground line and wiping it out and seeing what is the quicker way of doing it that isn't on the line she put it better than me <laughs> well she's a star <laughs> <laughs> 1.2 million views or whatever it was uh, look christopher we are round the corner of season three of richie firth travel hacker starting and i think she's actually given us a bit of an idea as to one of the things we could do and that is try the very hack that she's just said but in this seamless join between the fantasy world and the real world it's time to speculate as to which of those two would be quicker and do you know what I don't think there would be too much in it mm. uh, between the car or the bike. Controversially, as the climate warms up and warms up and warms up, I think the car may just nudge it. Just nudge it, but not by much. Uh, I think, Rich... And what, this is one thing that Jemima didn't make clear. Genuinely, I think this is so important. It's the time of day. Yes. So I think if Jemima asked this question and she said during rush hour, I reckon it's bike every time. Agreed. If it was one in the morning or one of the weird times that you want to do your M25 drives where you can park in the same car parks as people having affairs... <laughs> then i think it's driving okay well we left at eight o'clock uh for the first ever episode when we went to uh, went round the m25 so i'm gonna put in uh eight o'clock tomorrow night okay um, for example as the start time and let's see how that looks so the quickest route in the car well google is saying Typically, 40 minutes to one hour 25 in the car. <laughs> okay, that's not much difference. <laughs> no, well done, Google. On the bike, one hour, two minutes. No, that's bullshit. I, I, it's only 12 miles. I reckon I'd do that in about 45 minutes. How? Are you familiar with Google? It is the world's biggest internet search engine, and you are saying that you would wipe 20 minutes off the response and the data that it has said. I'm saying I could do 12 miles, which is what the journey roughly is, 
easy in 45 minutes yeah but okay all right what are you cycling like are you cycling like bloody chris boardman or are you cycling like some you know bloke on a, a higher bike well i would like to think somewhere in between the two uh, in my own ego says near a boardman um the <laughs> truth is probably the opposite genuinely it's a 45 minute ride i reckon 45 minute ride let's go back to and there's i take you back to my initial point right if it's a 45 minute ride google is saying it could be a 40 minute drive wow tell you what here's a hack for you and this is uh, when i'm driving this is an app that i use all the time because it's absolutely fantastic i am getting up on my mobile phone i'm getting up ways because it's brilliant it's what you'll see all the cabbies use uh, if they don't have the knowledge so they're not really a proper cabbie sorry but that's true 8 p.m was when you said wasn't it it's when you said 48 minutes 47 minutes Wow, that's really close. And you reckoned it was what? I reckon I could ride it in 45. <laughs> There's a hack here. There's a hack. There's absolutely a hack. Go back five minutes. That's exactly what I said. I said there was not much in it. Yeah. And I think it would be just about the car. And you think it's just about the bike. Yeah. But the point is, for it to be just about the bike, you would be sweating every single inch of your body. Jemima in her request, didn't care how sweaty we got. She just wanted to know what was quicker. No, but Jemima insinuates in her request, if she's going on the tube and she's forgotten her mask, she's going somewhere. I'd suggest she's got some ritzy night out or something or other. She's not going to want to turn up in Brixton um, all sweaty, which is what she'd have to do. I don't like talking about women sweating, but it's what she'd have to do to get there in decent time to beat the car. Uh, Rich, uh, that's not what she implies at all. As far as we know, she could be going to a workout in Brixton. No, if if look, Jemima also was not shy in coming forward about her new uh, TikTok career. Yeah. Okay, which is a visual medium. Mm -hmm. She is going to be caring what she looks like right now because she is a celebrity. Here's what I'm saying, Rich. Season three of Travel Hacker. Jemima, mask on on the tube. Me, mask off on a bicycle. You, mask off in a car. We all start a wall from Stowe Central. Who gets the Brixton first? The tube. Oh, shit, yeah. Okay, Jemima wins again. <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible way to end season two of Richie Firth Travel Hacker. Those words will be resounding in my dreams tonight. Um, Christopher, it's been a pleasure talking to them. It's not so much been one talking to you, uh, but what? if you would like... <laughs> yeah. I've enjoyed if, myself. If you would like to rate and review Richie Firth Travel Hacker, we would like that very much uh, because it might make us some money out of it. Uh, this has not been a, uh, a profit-heavy season. I'm blaming the pandemic and not the content, uh, but... <laughs> I'm, blaming, I'm blaming you directly for telling Rubicon, our biggest lead, to go fuck themselves repeatedly <laughs> over multiple episodes. <laughs> and I speak to the chief executive of Rubicon right now. Stay fucked, mate. Oh, no, Rich.
You can't keep doing this. Travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us. Maybe you've got a hack. I mean, heaven forbid COVID gets worse again. We'll have another series of fantasy hacks. But we're hoping, we are aiming that season three, which is around the corner, will be us actually out hacking again. If you've got an idea for a real one or something you'd like hacked in your fantasies. Leslie Grantham. Uh, then travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com is where to find us. You can tweet us at Richie Firth or at producer Chris. Chris, it's been fun. Yeah, Rich, I've really enjoyed myself. And just to give you an indication of how I think the audience has engaged with you and the show, may uh, before you sign off, may I share just the PS of a bit of feedback that we've had that is not atypical. Go on. PS, I didn't buy a dildo. <laughs> I've got a feeling that is T-Bay Services related. <laughs> it is T-Bay Services. I told you you couldn't buy dildos there, you prick. <laughs> he didn't say you couldn't. He said he didn't. Oh, dear. Sometimes <laughs> when we do this, you have this bell go off in your head when you suddenly think, oh, that prick's going to use that at the beginning of the show, isn't he? 